joined in this segment by Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder. Mayor, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. Great. How about you, Chris? Not too bad. We're we're okay. We're making yeah. it through. You know, we're keeping our fingers <laughs> crossed and all that. Boy, that that first of all, that that's got to be a little bit of a shocker too, with what uh, Ralph Hanauer is going through at home and 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 the COVID nineteen things. And we've seen our first two businesses fined by the uh, Sangamon County uh, uh, Health Department. You know, for violations. Uh, when will we start seeing the fines coming in the city level? Uh, they're, they've been going out this week or last weekend just uh, educating bars and restaurants. This weekend, starting Friday and Saturday, we'll pair up a fire inspector with the police officer and go throughout the city, and hopefully uh, people are being compliant. Is this going to be— Otherwise, they will be writing tickets. Yeah. Is this going to be complaint-driven, or we doing, like, spot checks? Because I would imagine it's got to be a tall order to go and check every business that's open to the public. Right. And well, this first weekend, it's uh, geared towards bars and restaurants. Uh, really, the main emphasis, I know the masks were uh, covered largely with that executive order, but it's the open space, you know, that kind of invites co-mingling. So we're going to go in or uh, police will go in and check, make sure people aren't congregating in open space areas. Uh, everybody has a table to stand at or seat to sit at at a table or bar, and then uh, that they're six feet apart between groupings. And so that's going to be what the uh, officers can judge it by and uh, issue the tickets and, as well as the mass uh, requirement. Mayor Langfelder's with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Mayor, you know, given the numbers that Sangamon County and Springfield are seeing as far as COVID-19, how real is the threat of going back to phase three? Well, I think it's pretty real if you look at the metrics that the state has put forward. If it's, uh, I think, anything above 50 uh, to per 100,000, I think we hit 70 this past week a couple times. Uh, that's very concerning. Uh, and then uh, the lack of tests or the drop of tests, we lost 400 tests a day. And so that percentage has risen as far as the number of positives per test because it's just uh, they're testing people that are uh, have the symptoms. So, of course, fewer tests. You have more people out there with the virus, uh, so that number's gone up. But really, the one driver for me has been the hospitalizations. Uh, of course, deaths is always uh, the tragic end of things, but hospitalizations started ticking up a little bit. Not a lot, but a little. And that's really the uh, bell that needs to be alarmed or rang um, if it, we get into that situation. So that's what we're trying to prevent, moving that situation. But we very well could be rolled backwards, and that's what the executive order measures are for is to prevent us from having that, you know, so it's important for all of us, especially the locals. We all want to go to our favorite establishment to eat or have a drink. And this is a way we can help keep them open. Mayor, uh, what do you, how do you balance uh, what we've seen reported already of a, uh, you know, public health uh, official going into a, uh, an establishment and reportedly getting harassed, not by the business owner, but by the customers who are there voluntarily paying, you know, whatever they want to pay for whatever service they're getting. Um, how do you balance sending police and fire to go and, and I guess, put themselves in that kind of contentious spot uh, over whether or not people are wearing masks or standing too close to each other? Yeah, well, police and fire, they're in that situation day in and day out, especially police. You know, they'll go into, a, uh, you know, a area that they have to break up a street party or whatever. And, you know, they're used to that situation where people want to do what they want. Uh, so they're kind of uh, used to that on a daily basis. So it's kind of welcome to their world. It should be an, uh, uh, 
an eye-opening experience for everybody. But really, when you, I know, I understand people are frustrated. I'm frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. But when uh, about wearing a mask, um, I guess, you know, they have the no shirt, no shoes, no service. The mask is no different. You know, I'm sure these people don't go into the store with no shirt on. So that's just a small item to ask for till we get through to a vaccine. And I think uh, everybody should have that understanding. People are just doing their job. Uh, you should respect one another. And I think that's been the detriment for me. You know, it's tragic. People are getting sick. Uh, the death, of course, is tragic. But the disrespect that people show one another during this pandemic is unacceptable. And so that's what we're trying to do is bring people together. It uh, doesn't matter what uh, party affiliation you're in, what you believe in, whether it's mass or not. It should be about, uh, you know, our fellow person, you know, showing respect that you'd like to have and uh, living our lives so we can improve and move forward together. Springfield Mayor Jim Linkfelder joining us, uh, talking about some of the executive orders he has. And we're going to talk with uh, the police chief a little bit later on as well uh, on this and some other issues. But uh, definitely uh, uh, appreciate you coming on here. Uh, so just for clarity, we don't have a fine for an individual that's not wearing a mask. So if, if somebody's at a bar enjoying a drink and they get up to go to the bathroom and they don't have their mask on when they get up from their assigned seat, they're not going to face a personal fine. Is that right? It's only the business that's going to face that fine? Yeah, as of now, uh, really, it's, it's a timing issue. Um, you know, so uh, that's correct. Uh, I think it's up to the discretion of the officer. If they came in and saw someone going to the bathroom, you know, we want common sense to prevail. I imagine what they would say is, uh, you know, you have to be wearing a mask, uh, you know, and explain the reasons why. And, uh Hopefully the person does uh, have respect for the officer more than what they did for the health people because they could be issued a citation of some type uh, with regards to that. But uh, they're not going to go in there and look, oh, you have a mask, you don't, and start writing tickets. That's not going to happen. We're asking for, you know, uh, compliance, and it, it, it's common sense at this point in time. So, uh, you know, if you want to enjoy your favorite eatery or bar or whatever, uh, you should do what can keep them open. Uh, throughout the winter, and that is uh, helping prevent the spread. And the best way to do it, as announced, is social distancing and wearing the mask. But they could uh, potentially have that. It just depends on that situation. But like I said, the police are going to go in, look at four things. Are there signs posted? Uh, are the employees wearing the mask? Are the tables in, uh, six feet apart? And then are individuals either seated or standing at a table having a signed uh, seat uh, or standing area with regards to that no commingling. So that's what they're going in for from that attempt. You'd think you'd planned it this way. Do you approve of Mayor Langfelder's order requiring assigned seating in bars and restaurants and mandating people wear masks when not in their seat? Yes or no? The Daily Poll is up now from Adams Pest Control for commercial, residential, real estate inspections and termite control. Cast your vote at WMAY.com slash poll or on the WMAY mobile app. Mayor, have you voted in that poll? <laughs> Yes, I did. I voted yes. <laughs> I only voted once, though. I thought about going twice. I go, well, that wouldn't be fair. You're not the mayor of Chicago. You can't vote twice. So there you go. Yeah, well, That's great. awesome. I love that the mayor voted on the poll about him, his order. Very that nice. cracks me up. That's great. Uh, mayor Lakefelder's with us. Mayor, <laughs> mayor, something that doesn't crack us up, though. Let's, let's bring oh, it back boy. to sobering yeah. reality here. Yeah, the, the, the budget deficit. I mean, you know, we're looking at, you know, with the sales tax hole, obviously $12 million. You had a little more time to digest where are you looking at as far as cuts go well the uh we are looking at uh, i'll throw one area uh, 
buildings and grounds and uh, maintenance projects. You know, that's through different departments. The main ones, the utility, public works, fire department, because they have facilities. We're looking at uh, centralizing that under one kind of agency, if you will, kind of like the consolidated garage, uh, that shared service model. So we believe there's going to be some savings and uh, help prioritize projects with regards to that. Uh, so, so hold on a second. So, so you're essentially saying that you would take like the maintenance that's needed for police and fire um, uh, buildings facilities, and other facilities right. all around the city owned facilities. There's different com- departments right now that manage those, those maintenance uh, requirements. Yeah, uh, correct. Fire oh, department wow. might have one person. Uh, CWLP of course has their own groups that cut grass, you know, uh, on different areas and, uh, public works, of course, so it wouldn't deal with the roads or, you know, the plant, but it'd be the maintenance areas of facilities. And you're and, looking to uh, consolidate so that. Do. Yes, okay. that's one area with regard to that. But we're looking at all areas of the city, uh, shared services. Can we uh, reduce redundancy in a greater fashion that's already been done? So how uh, so much How much do you think that that type of action of consolidating these efforts is actually going to produce? Is that going to be enough uh, with the fund balance uh, that uh, the city's been able to to build up over the years? Is that going to be enough to offset this? Or are we still looking at uh, furloughs and layoffs as well? Well, uh, we'll continue to uh, – well, everything's on the table. So uh, the last resort, I believe, is always furloughs and layoffs with regards to that. But uh, that was that's not going to save millions. Uh, time will tell what that saves. Uh, right now, we're assessing uh, our ability to do that. Uh, the other thing was, you know, still slowing down hiring um, with regards to spending the same way. Uh, people say, well, why don't you put a hiring freeze on? Uh, you have to keep in mind that we're probably operating, I know, at least uh, 50 employees fewer than last year. And we were at a record low with employees. So the cuts have happened through time. So that's one aspect. And uh, so we'll have to gauge it. The other thing is the next sales tax number will be the real one with regards to May sales tax. And that should be this month that we receive that. But uh, we will have a better idea of where we stand uh, by the end of August and uh, move forward in that direction. Thankfully, as we pointed out previously, our fund balance was really healthy at that point in time. We're still grappling with what's uh, reimbursable through the state, through the CARES Act. I think uh, they are now saying that people that were sent home due to COVID are reimbursable. Uh, Previously, it was a kind of a hard line no. So we keep pushing that because I'm a firm believer that a lot of the activities that we had to do from a personnel standpoint were COVID-related, and that's where Director McCarty and I disagree. And so at least at one point, I was pushing, did get approved, and we'll continue to move that to make sure that we get reimbursed for the expenses that we have occurred that were COVID-related. Very good. All right. And, uh, and finally, Mayor, one thing selfishly for me, when are we going to get these people to stop honking the train horns on 3rd Street? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the one good thing is the governor, uh, you know, did push forward the Capitol Bill. One of the first projects was the high-speed rail. So uh, that was for the underpasses of South Grand and Laurel, which are going on right now, or Laurel is right now, and then Madison Jefferson's next. Yep. And then after that point in time, uh, the goal is always by 2025, get the trains moved over. So we are in a good position to continue that. And that's why I'm a firm believer. We need to continue our progress. We shouldn't be retri- uh, retreating from projects. We need to move forward because economic development is how you're going to really manage through these hardships. 
Exactly. I mean, we've got to get that going. I mean, I think it's so viable if we can get up to Chicago on a train in, in two hours or two and a half hours, then you, now you're talking, you know, that it's worth it's worth ditching the car and, and, and heading up there like that. So I think I think that's really important stuff. Mayor, listen, as always, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Have a great day. You too. We'll talk to you, you later. Too, Mayor.